0: Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thank you for taking the time with us. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. In this episode, Tampa adds a fleet of Tesla SUVs for a new mobility option around the city. And we have the perfect guests along for the ride with us. Former state senator in Florida, Jeff Brandis will be joining us. And the interim president of the Tampa Downtown Partnership, Sean Drinkard. Hi, Sean. Good
1: morning. morning. How are you doing? Terrific. Good morning, Sean. So nice to have you with us. And I am so jealous for what you're doing in in, uh, Tampa. So it's great
2: to have you.
0: Let's start with an overview of what the Downtown Partnership is doing. This service is called DASH.
2: Yes, so DASH stands for Downtown Area Shuttle Hubs, and it is uh, what we refer to as a first-mile, last-mile transit option within the district, uh, which the Tampa Downtown Partnership manages. Uh, The district is uh, 1177 acres, which equates to about two square miles, and uh, we consider that seven different neighborhoods. Uh, So this is our opportunity to connect those seven neighborhoods and uh, move people uh, throughout the district without continuously getting back in your car, reparking. You can explore all of downtown with this option.
0: And when does this launch? We're
2: gonna launch early October.
0: Give us the nuts and bolts, how it's going to work from the customer perspective here. How's this gonna happen?
2: So this concept um, is kind of our second generation. Uh, We worked on a similar model to this a number of years ago. And uh, the original model uh, was a door to door driven concept that was app based. Uh, So if you were anywhere in the district, uh, you would use an app. uh, You could call a ride. It would come to your location. um, It was free of charge. And then it would move you uh, to any other any other location in the district. Um, We were probably moving over 200,000 people uh, with this concept. And ultimately, um, you know, a long-term funding mechanism, um, along with a uh, extremely high demand uh, for ridership, uh, we had to, to pause service. And now we have uh, really kind of reinvented this into what we have today is DASH. And I, I think the, the major areas that will be big improvements here, uh, one, it's a hub-based concept, So based on our, our, our previous work, We're gonna have 20 plus hubs uh, throughout the district. Uh, The technology, the app in which will be used, uh, when you call a ride, it will send you to the nearest hub, uh, which will probably be no more than a two or three block walk. Um, And at that virtual hub is where you'll pick up your ride. Uh, The ride will pair people together. Uh, Vehicle holds up to four uh, with the Tesla Model Y. And um, then we do have a small fair uh, that'll we'll we be announcing uh, you know, what that fare looks like here real soon, but we want to align it with other transit options, make it affordable, reasonable for all to use this service and uh, move around downtown.
1: Well Sean, I think uh, you know when I when I tripped over your announcement somehow or maybe Fred found it, I don't know who found it. I just like like, wow, I am I am so jealous because basically this is, uh, this is fundamental to the same concept we're trying to bring here to to New Jersey. It's it's sort of a mobility option to be able to provide rise. <clears throat> As I like to say, it's, it's much like using an elevator. You know, I love elevators. Demand responsive, okay? Right. You sort of know where to go. You just hop in. You have no idea how the heck it's going to take you. Door closes. It takes you. It drops you off. You go to where you want to go, and you forget about it, and it's done. And and to me, this is this is people who need rides need that kind of thing. And and basically we call our concept moves for whatever the heck moves stands for. And we call these things kiosks instead of hubs, what you call hubs, but it's the same thing. You know, slight modification of what we think about in terms of the of, of the giving of the rides. Uh, we don't care about an app. I mean, you know, I guess I'm anti uh, Silicon Valley or something like that, or I'm too darn old, and, or who you you can say whatever you want, but, but but people show up for a ride, and their vehicles their vehicles there just like elevators are there, and and there there's a mechanism at the hub to say depending on where you want to go, uh, you get this Tesla's going to take you or that one, and you get in, and then it's soon as you're in maybe it waits around a little bit just like that elevator that i try to close nobody else can get in uh, but it stays open and and even somebody else gets in with me and i say and then all of a sudden my goodness you know might even strike a conversation and whatever it's not a big deal i mean we're in the same building we have all the same kind of interests probably you're in tampa you have the same kind of interest you're in the downtown you have the same kind of interest you know probably a person is perfect reflection of you so it's not oh whatever and and you just do it and then the thing leaves takes you or it takes somebody because it might take you here and then the next person goes there in a the route done now the vehicle is ready to be able to take somebody else I mean it's beautiful what you're putting together I can't wait to see you know how successful you are we want to we want to help you we think we have some data about Tampa that you may not be aware of not not of the of the visitors but of the people that live there and um, you know uh, fantastic so tell us more
2: Sure. Um, you know, so, so one other item that we're really excited about and was kind of a game changer to make this work from a budget standpoint is the Tampa downtown partnership. We are a management district. Uh, so within our contract with the city, we have an assessment on on properties in downtown that gives us an overall annual budget for management of downtown as part of that uh, contract agreement a portion of it is considered clean and safe. So we have a number of team members that are on the streets of downtown for the purpose of maintenance, litter patrol, eyes and ears on the streets. That's safety, uh, ambassador type work. Uh, so what we have done is in looking for a way to create a financial model for this to work, the people that are in the vehicles are, are also our downtown ambassadors. Uh, so we're able to pair the dollars for downtown ambassadors, which is somebody that's uh, well-versed in what is downtown, uh, good eyes and ears to keep you know an outlook for what's happening downtown, and, and we see that as a, a great pairing for the two. So now we have uh, probably about 15 employees that'll be in these vehicles, providing eyes and ears all throughout the district, keeping an eye on stuff, while also providing great information uh, to anybody that's getting in the vehicle. Uh, So so that's where this really works out quite well uh, that we're able to capitalize on a part of the service. Uh, It's called a a SSD in the state of Florida, Special Service District. Um, And through a portion of those dollars, we're allocating that towards the drivers, which is also in turn a ambassador. Uh, So when you get in this vehicle, we will pride ourselves in training these team members to uh, give you all kinds of great information, answer your questions, whether you live, work, play, learn downtown, uh, that will be another asset to this service.
1: Well, guess what else you have? Not that, not Sean, guess what an elevator has, okay? Uh, elevator, how does it get paid for? because of the mobility that it provides to the upper floors because otherwise guess what you have to do take the steps okay mm-hmm. yeah. so that if you look at your district and you look yeah. at at uh, who exists there they they would like to have the customer there if you rent if you rent space on the 14th floor of an apartment of a building okay you expect as part of that to have the mobility provided to get the people to get you get the people the customer whether it's I you know fundamental right. you have the same thing not only for everything that you said that's an addition yeah but 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 what's not what, what's unfairly not realized by these places like this okay or maybe is is that in fact they thrive on having people have accessibility to there. So they may have parked here because they're in parking. Who knows what? Maybe they took a train there. Man, I don't, You have trains in, in Tampa, don't you? Or something, I guess. we we have a In Trenton, we have a Trenton train station that's on the Northeast Corridor. It takes you to Newark Airport. You can get to Stodd. You can get to anywhere in the world, okay? But how in the heck do you get to the train station? Right. All right? right. Uh, so in a sense, it's the same thing. And this, to me, this is a true last mile business you know it's 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 not it's to get you around there and because you provide the connect connectivity between the places you don't you don't run a shuttle around the route i hope you're not going to do that i hope you're not going to do that i don't want to tell you what to. so I, i just met you sean i'm sorry to to be but but absolute what people want or is demand responsiveness right what do you get out of an elevator you show up and not too much later, a thing shows up and takes you. Yeah. And I think you're going to have enough vehicles around there, enough people around there in the hub that you have, that, that in fact, and then people just get in together at times when there's a lot of demand and when there isn't, geez, you get to go by yourself. Yep. So, in other words, it's just, it just, Reacts, I think, and I can't wait for you to put it put it out there for a test and the test and Tesla's. Why not? Okay, be nice if if Elon built his robo taxi and maybe we could all use robo taxis to do this or something like that. But we'll wait for Elon on that one, right? <laughs> Get started with whys, Why not, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And you know, we're excited to to launch. Uh, you know, the Tesla Model Y. Um, you know, we're also. Kind of a uh, giving it a little bit of a of a taxi feel in the sense that we're wrapping them in a, a bright yellow, uh, so that's also going to kind of just be it's It's an indicator as well because it's a, it's a virtual hub. so you can really identify this vehicle quickly as it comes to that virtual hub.
1: Of course. I mean, it's part of your pizzazz in Tampa. it's part it, it should be part of part of whatever you are. You get to reflect that. and and you know sort of our concepts with the kiosk in, in in Trenton and in New Jersey is that the key with each kiosk and I would suggest with each hub is that it's unique to that neighborhood. And it should be designed by that neighborhood and it should be reflected that neighborhood and it should be I don't know whether you have a little signage or whatever, who knows what, who knows what it could evolve to, you know, and and, and it's just such a wonderful opportunity to make it a a welcoming environment so that so that people who need rides can just get a ride to where they want to go within that and just do it i don't know <laughs> that's, that's the way we've been looking at this and again I, I am so jealous and and so looking forward to you doing it and i think you can charge for it i don't think you should be embarrassed about it because you know it does cost but but the the value proposition that's there is 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 an enormous value proposition right and and for people who can't afford it then you have a mechanism that Get them some chits or something like that, so that they can do it too, and 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 be able to do it. But but my goodness, is
0: is there an advertising model at at all involved here, uh, Sean?
2: No, no, we um, we're not including any kind of advertising model at this time. Uh, You know, the vehicle itself will just uh, really be branded. You know, for the project of being dash. And um, just with the dollars allocated within the district, along with a little bit of a of a, a fare, you know, we're looking at those two pieces really covering the cost of the uh, of the operation.
1: Look, they advertise yourself. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is a right. reflection. This is a re- but I, reflection. But I mean, I meant the businesses down. and an attraction any, for any, you.
0: Any uh, any ability for a business, or is it if I get if I get in one of the vehicles and say I'm looking for the a really good Italian restaurant for dinner. This is going to be the personal opinion of the ambassador slash driver in, in telling me?
2: Right. So, so you know, our downtown guides, we've had guides and ambassadors on the streets for about 30 years. And um, that's where that piece will come in is that you jump in that car, you're heading to a certain direction, uh, but they will have a good knowledge base on everything downtown. So they can answer those questions, give you recommendations um, and and so forth. Um, you know, just in that in that sense of us providing directions and information, um, another area that we're pretty excited about in the past couple of years, which we've added to the streets of downtown, uh, we now have uh, some digital kiosks. About thirty digital kiosks that are on the streets of downtown. Um, it's run through a company called IKE. I-K-E. Um, everything on there is based on Google Analytics, so everything you know con- constantly updates. Uh, but if anybody's uh, going to one of those kiosks, uh, information on there will direct you, uh, you know, to anywhere you're looking to go downtown. So while there's not a direct correlation with Dash, it's just kind of like another interesting tech option of moving people around, showing them information, and we do kind of see it all tying together in a certain general sense.
0: Well, we want to sure bring we make... want to bring in uh, Alan, uh, a man who's really been a driving force here in in Florida when it comes to mobility. Jeff Brandis, former state senator. And uh now we can see with the Florida Policy Project involved in lots of things. Thanks for joining us, Jeff.
1: Oh um, yeah, my Jeff. Thank, you. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, and we're all excited about about what's what's about to happen with uh, with Dash in and, and Tampa and and uh, you know what a great concept and uh, um,
0: uh tell us your thoughts about the, this project
1: yeah. from what you you know of it so far.
0: Well, I think
3: it's a great I mean, it's a it's a just a, another iteration forward. Uh, I think I think what we're seeing here is just uh, them taking a, a, an idea that we've seen be successful in other markets and bringing it to Tampa and running it as a through the nonprofit of the partnership. And I think that's a great way to start. And it's a good car. It's both a conversation starter and it continues to show that Florida's going to stay on the leading edge of, of technology and innovation um, by promoting more of the shared economy.
0: Describe for us what is different about the environment that you've created or you've helped to create in, in Florida there that it is allowing this technology and, and services like this to, to come to fruition.
3: Well, I think Florida has a vision for what it wants to achieve. I think that's the number one thing that makes us different than a lot of states. We we know we want to be at the lead of the shared electric and automated world. Uh, we've written laws. You know, the laws of the state of Florida really reflect that. Uh, and I think the, the the Department of Transportation leadership um, and as well as city and county leadership is reflecting that as well. And I think you can see that by uh, by you know groups like Dash and, and others.
0: Essentially, you know, from what I gather, your your approach has been really to, with the state to simply get out of the way and allow the technology to happen as long as there's the proper insurance coverage, et cetera.
3: Correct. We use a, an, an insurer as a regulator model. Uh, and that, I think, is what most states are going to have to move to, because they just don't have the capacity to, to look at the lines of codes from Zooks or a Waymo or a Cruise. Um, and every iteration, they would just they would never do that, nor do they have the competency to do that. Uh, and so on the automated vehicle side, we're moving that way on. You know, Florida is already the number two state in the country for for electric vehicles behind California um and you know we you can see the kind of growth going on here in the state of evs basically everywhere you look um and and you know on the shared economy look we i think if you talk to uber and lyft they'll tell you florida has some of the best laws in the country as it relates to kind of the shared economy um and and how to operate in that environment uh and and so i think you know we have the kind of trifecta of laws and then i think we have the new dot that's You know, very well versed in this as well. Uh, And cities and counties are excited about it. And then we we run our own automated vehicle summit, which kind of keeps us always talking about the next big thing coming up. Uh, And that's coming up here in a couple weeks. Tell
0: tell us a little bit more about that and what we can uh, expect. At that sure. So the,
3: the Florida Automated Vehicle Summit has been, we've been putting it on now for 11 years. Uh, and and we've been able to really attract what I think is probably the best automated vehicle summit in the Southeast uh, portion of the United States. Uh, and we're kind of driving the conversation. Best and, anywhere, Jeff. Best anywhere. Come yeah, on, that's, cut that's, it out. <laughs> it's, go fantastic. To a mall. it's
1: fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Except for um, maybe mind that. That's no, except no, for yours. No, 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 I agree.
3: No <laughs> uh, but Kathy Wood, Kathy Wood's going to uh, be keynoting yeah. for us this year. We're uh, really excited about kind of the discussion. Obviously, you know, her fund, Ark Investments, has kind of been at the forefront of a lot of the conversation about AI and and uh, automated vehicles. And so we think it's really important that people kind of see where where the money's going and where 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 people are placing the big bets. Uh, and so that's going to help drive the conversation. But we're also going to have a really significant conversation about eVTOL. Uh, and that's electric vertical takeoff and landing. And and we have a number of companies that are going to be joining us for that. We think Florida will be the leading state for eVTOL in the country, at least for initial deployments. Uh, one, because our cities, our locations are pretty close to each other. And and so it may make sense to do eVTOL between those cities. And it's it's a Reachable (laughs) range, Uh, and two, you can fly all year long without worrying about icing or weathering conditions. I mean, you got summer summer storms, but uh, generally, Florida is a great place to fly all year long. Have you taken a ride in one? I have not been in an EVTOL yet. I'm, you know, I'm (laughs) a instrument rated pilot, and I fly a lot, (laughs) but I, but I but I haven't flown an EVTOL yet. Wow,
0: interesting. So, Sean, tell tell us, are you hearing from other communities? since this news has been going around about what you're doing?
2: Yes, no, we're definitely, you know, other cities in in Florida, um, you know, even on a national level, I think for, you know, what we do, how we are a district management organization, a lot of our other counterparts in other cities, I think will really uh, be super interested in in what this is. Uh, IDA, International Downtown Association, Uh, on our national conference is in October, right as we're launching this, and I I think that will uh, definitely be a spectacle amongst amongst our counterparts uh, nationwide for how we have combined this transit project in with our existing uh, street team and guides, ambassadors. Uh, The the downtown guide is something that is uh, kind of a very common uh, component of district management across the country. And I think that pairing that will be something that other cities will um, you know, take interest in here pretty soon.
3: Sean, have you had any conversations with Uber and Lyft to be kind of on their platform um, and kind of in a geofenced fashion?
2: No. So we have not uh, specific with Uber and Lyft uh, You know, platform that that we're using. Uh, there is a, a geofencing component for us for this district. Uh, so we will be geofenced. fenced. Um, we're actually using a, a similar platform that we used in the an older uh, uh, model a couple of years back. So um, you know, I, I think as this moves forward and you know, technology ever changes, you know, always excited to talk to others and see what platforms can can enhance and grow this.
1: So along the, a little bit those lines, have you have you gotten any pushback from? taxi uber lyft on what you're doing saying hey yo these are our customers
2: no no we have we've really received you know nothing but you know just positive feedback um as i mentioned you know this is kind of a generation two for us even the generation one that we ran a couple years ago um even with that you know we didn't receive any any negative feedback there either i think there was a plenty of demand and i think that these really really short distance in 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 respect to maybe what uber and lyft is is doing in some cases i think it even kind of hits like a target um you know for for other riders as well so i think it's just another piece of transit options that all plays into the big picture for the region
3: are you um are you planning to do airport runs obviously the tampa international airport's not far from downtown it's pretty close are you planning to do airport runs
2: No, um, so for us, since this is um, all driven through the special service district for the Tampa Downtown Partnership, uh, the boundaries are about a two square mile area, uh, being seven neighborhoods for downtown. Uh, So we definitely look forward to having specific hubs that tie into other transit options. We want to promote all transit options through the app and make sure that everyone kind of sees clearly That once your ride ends within the district, where your other transit options are, and how you get to your next destination, Um, we hope that the technology is going to convey that to everyone clearly.
0: And you've kind of explained why the why the drivers slash ambassadors are are an important part of what you're doing. But do you have interest, uh, or do you envision possibly using? The full self-driving capabilities when it when it's ready within this operational design domain, as we like to say,
2: it's it's very intriguing. Uh, you know, I'd have to be honest that that I am uh, I am not a you know savvy you know expert on on it, um, but I, I would say that you know operating budget for what we're looking at in this concept, uh, about half of the cost you know comes from the drivers. Uh, so, you know, there is a, a amenity there of, of their information and value. Um, it also comes at about, you know, 50% of the cost of the, of the project. Uh, so as technology evolves and, you know, what the future holds super intriguing, uh, not something we've really ventured into yet at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But for what you're doing, Sean, the the value of those drivers is really solid. I mean, they do deliver that they do carry their weight uh at least i would think from that so you can you can easily justify doing this with an attendant with a driver on board in fact even you know improve it for what you want for for the area because the kinds of rides you're giving are, are just you know as we were talking about earlier with elevators it just makes that 14th floor usable <laughs> that other room Yeah. otherwise nobody's gonna take the steps Yeah. And, and And is there a transit on, sorry to not be clued into Tampa, is there a a transit link from one of your hubs to the airport? Uh, Is there like, does the transit system run a express shuttle every five minutes to and from the airport and so on between one of these
2: things? There, there is a there is a bus line that gets you from downtown
1: oh don't uh, tell me about a bus line I you know bus lines is like right. all day I mean that's right. what is the matter with those guys I'm, yeah. I'm never well you know what you could also pr- suggest to them is you have a capture area that's two square miles of people that the probability that they use the airport is probably is you know 0. 0.7 okay my goodness guys you know get a clue sorry
2: whoops no and, and where i mean you know, sorry that's, jeff <laughs> that's that that's one thing that we hope is is a driver for the future of transit as dash continues to be really uh a hot topic that this can drive other discussions you know outside of just what dash is
1: because my goodness you're sitting i mean you really provide you you actually do the last mile with this
2: i think i think this is a, a great discussion of what we can do in downtown and then whatever else can, you know, start to feed off of this, I think will just be an asset for the whole region. The logistics, getting getting
0: the vehicles and planning for the maintenance and the cleaning, that's all, uh, it's all pretty much set now.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, we're kind of in the final details of, uh, you know, branding and execution of everything on the vehicles. Uh, again, fortunately for us, kind of in the realm of, of managing a fleet, managing staff, you know, we already have that in place within the district and we're just kind of tweaking it uh, to this transit option. So uh, we're about 60 days out and, um, you know, we're in the hiring process uh, for the drivers right now. Uh, we've been a week into uh, job description being posted and uh, we're, we've quite honestly been flooded with with applicants. I think a lot of people are really excited about, you know, Kind of an interesting, fun job if you're a people person and, uh, you know, looking for uh, uh interesting driving option. There's been a lot of applicants. So uh, we are now going to start the interview process and, and finish out the vehicles, uh, finish up the, the tech components, and uh, and we're on schedule.
0: Well, it sounds like another great topic for the, for the summit coming up. <laughs> sure,
2: we'll be talking about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think it's great. And and Sean, as soon as you can share with us uh, the locations you intend for these these hubs, not that they need to be fixed, we we'd like to see um, how those things could fit into a a broader mobility option uh, for Tampa. That that would give people rides who need rides. I mean, it seems to me that what you're doing is providing a, a service that that basically, again, as we said before, is a walk-up service. It could be a walk-up service like an elevator. You want to get to the 14th floor, you know, to go to the to the elevator bank. You know, somehow it knows you're there. It opens the door. You get in. All that stuff. And and that's just that's just great. And and and. We, we'd like to see how that could fit into a broader context for for more of Tampa as we're as we're looking all around the country for 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 those kinds of opportunities because I guess where where we sit here is that people need rides you know about half the rides on a daily basis. We can furnish ourselves because we happen to have a car. We happen to be able to drive. We happen to not have to share the car with somebody else right now. We can drive ourselves. The other half need rides. They need a ride. They need a ride. And they'd like to go now to where they want to go. And I don't know whether or not they want to go on an app or not. And they're probably, for many of them, are able to walk. And if we do the sidewalks, well, if you're in a wheelchair, you can get there. Not too far, but the sidewalks have to be improved. And but you have that where you are, and so all of a sudden, this this hub, we as I said, we call them kiosk concept is kind of fundamental to provide to to readily providing mobility affordably to anybody. Mm-hmm. So we, we, Sean, we're so glad. We're, we tripped over you I, I i just think it's you know it's great and then we'll be discussing it at the av conference won't we
2: <laughs> no, we we're, we're we're glad to share information and and stay in touch along the way cuz you know we hope that this can be a model to be an asset for other communities um you know we we're we've we've kind of tested the water with an old concept making some tweaks and hopefully other cities going to uh, can duplicate uh what we're doing here and make it even better Fantastic.
0: Well, you're welcome to hang in with us or if you need to drop out, that's that's fine, too. But we're going to look at some other headlines from the latest smart driving cars from the Wall Street Journal. There was this headline. America's most tech forward city has doubts about self-driving cars. The focus here, Alan, of course, is cruise and Waymo in San Francisco.
1: Well, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that San Francisco doesn't appreciate the mobility that that, that those things afford. I mean, somehow I guess everybody there has a car, or, or you know, has somebody to take them, or is rich enough to have a chauffeur, and a, and a stretch. I I don't know, but it, it I guess not. So maybe hey, okay, San Francisco, at least there. I think, at least as far as I'm concerned, um, the crews in Waymo have 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 done the proof of technology. This technology works. OK, the rides that I took when I was out there and the rides that I've heard about they they weren't faked. They weren't, you know, whatever they, they, you know, they just did it. All right. And they did it really well, my opinion. Okay, so I just took a couple of
3: rides. Well, okay. I think but, I'm more concerned about the future of San Francisco than I am about the self-driving car technology. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, come on, San Francisco. I guess you're too much in you're too much into yourself, or something like that. You've been, or maybe some of you have been too much into yourself. I don't know what's going on there. Okay, never. Mind. Yeah, yeah. And so, look, we'll do Tampa, right? Right, come on Tim, down. we'll do tampa we'll do we'll do Tallahassee. we'll do, tampa, Tallahassee, we'll, do right, right. we'll do miami we'll do we'll do come on where people will appreciate the mobility and 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 be able to enjoy the the the, uh, the attractions and and be able to easily get from a to b and and uh, and and do it afford and if we do this it can be affordable because as we heard in the previous one 50% of the cost is a driver at least okay mm-hmm. And you know, and, and in places where you can have a driver, driver provides value, great, do it. But in other places where, you, if I go to Tiffany's, I think still in New York, there is an elevator operator in there. <laughs> I think Tiffany's and maybe Trump Tower are the only two places where you can afford an elevator operator. Otherwise, 24/7, get in and go. Right. No problem. Why aren't we that way horizontally, okay? And it's not necessarily door-to-door. Get out, get a little exercise, walk a little bit. Let's improve the the neighborhood. So anyway, (laughs) you know where we're at, Jeff, right?
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, another headline from Slate reads, as Cruise expands to Los Angeles, self-driving's breakout moment has arrived. So this is kind of... (laughs) Well, I hope it's Los is.
1: Angeles, but geez, Los Angeles, you have to to be able to, to serve Los Angeles and not what's say, the, hey, you the, know, how sir? big is
0: the ODD there? Alan, oh, man. my
1: goodness. It's like a <laughs> zillion square miles. I mean, OK, great. If you can do it everywhere, do it everywhere right now, please. But let's do it somewhere where it's appreciated. OK. And
0: Jeff, you have uh, you have. Robo taxi operations going on in the state now. That uh, can you tell us a what's, what's going on?
3: Well, I mean, obviously, Voyage was here before they got acquired by Cruise. Uh, they were operating in the villages. We had Argo AI here. We had Starship Robotics here. We've had a, we have a number of other operators that are that are operating and testing in Florida. Uh, you know, we have SunTracks, which has been developed as a, a laboratory for testing ABS, and so it's you know I think we're, we're you know Florida is continuing to to uh, kind of be on the cutting edge of this. But I think, you know, we're at the place now where we're kind of moving beyond testing to deployments. And what we're looking for is permanent deployments. And I don't think they're too far away. I mean, I think they're probably, you know, next, I think you're going to see announcements in the next couple of years. Obviously, Cruz just announced Nashville too. Uh, so I think you're you're kind of seeing the march towards Florida occur. And once they get here, I don't think they leave. I think, I think you're going to see some permanence to these deployments and that's what i'm really excited about anybody can you can test anywhere but when you make a commitment to deploy that's uh, the whole level different level of commitment
1: it's a different level of commitment and what you need there are the customers sure. you need customers and basically you know on the numbers that we've run you know you need to be able to provide something like a hundred person trips per vehicle per day type of thing you start doing that then you can start having fairs and so on to make sense and and you provide that kind of mobility so that people don't it's not a one and done you want a customer no business wants a customer that's one and done you want a customer that's going to use you 300 times a year a thousand times a year yeah
3: other other than a mortician I would agree. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> but, got me there, Jeff. Very good, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, you got me there, Jeff. <laughs> but, but I agree. No, I think that's the thing. Florida has 23 million people that live here, and we have 150 million tourists. Yeah. Um, that, that's the that's what's going to drive people to Florida, uh, and that's you know where where we think that we we have the the advantage. One, we have the laws. Two, we have the population and and the market. Uh, and, and frankly, we have the experience within our department of transportation to have these conversations and it isn't california yeah and
1: and if you look at your tourists, the tourists when they come to florida they probably take at least 15 person trips per person 15 okay so you don't want to just take them one you want to take all 15 why not or 12 of them why not provide mobility that allows them to hey yeah i want to take you i want you to take me here i want you to take me to disney now maybe the Car rental
3: industry is not going uh, to. So the, 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 yeah, go ahead. They, they become evangelists, right? Yeah, they yeah, become yeah. evangelists to this technology around the world. I mean, Florida, Florida is really, you know, for South America, you know, we're kind of the global hub for for a lot of what happens there. Yeah, uh, and so they're, they're going to take this information back to South America to Central America, and, and you know, that's what's going to help drive the deployments uh, in in those markets. Absolutely.
0: Exciting! There was one other Cruise headline that we didn't touch on, Alan. That, that yeah. from uh, from uh, Reuters, they reported that Cruz has reached the robo taxi industry's first union agreements uh, with uh, two local San Francisco union chapters representing electrical workers
1: and janitors. Yeah, you know, I know. I know. <laughs> certainly, in the blue states, you kind of have to do that kind of thing. I mean, you you have to be a, a responsible member of that. And if it, and they, you know, they need you,
0: people on their side there too. Y-
1: yeah, they need people. You, you, yeah, absolutely. And and they should have. And I'm glad they did. And and this is good. Uh, uh, you know, it's um you 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 have to live and let live.
0: From Investor Place, you highlight a piece that says Luminar's AI push will revolutionize self-driving cars. Luminar makes lidar systems and has more than uh, I think four dozen partners, including companies like Volvo and Mercedes-Benz.
1: Yeah, and you know it talks about the you know the revolution here is is for automated emergency braking, and so I sort of use the article to you know do my pet peeve about automated emergency braking and the. The fact that no, so far it really doesn't work; it needs a whole heck of a lot of intelligence to work well, because the probability uh, that 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 there's a false alarm, or a false positive, or a false negative, has to be essentially close to zero. Otherwise, people will clip the wire, and they won't use it, and whatever. And it has to be on all the time, and it has to marry seamlessly with with intelligent cruise control. And of course, my pet peeve on that is if I tap my brake on on, on intelligent cruise control, it turns the thing off. I mean, how, how could it turn it off? And of course, automated emergency braking system these days doesn't come on until it's 1.6 seconds till, till collision or whatever. And then what does it do? Boom, oh, slams on the brakes. And there's this this chasm between these two things. Those things should be seamless. They should be talking together. Talk about artificial stupidity that's gone into (laughs) both of those two systems today. Cut it out. Let's just put first some intelligence into it, and maybe we can put some artificial intelligence. But let's get the artificial stupidity the heck out of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and then they are talking about putting these in, in vehicles for private ownership. This is not just...
1: Uh, yeah, no, for, for my car. Taxis, for right. my car. I tap the brake and the and, and Intelligent Cruise Control goes off, says, hey, yeah, I'm not going to brake you anymore. If I didn't hit the brake hard enough, it doesn't do anything else until I'm one6 into collision. I'm about to die. <laughs> Thank you. Didn't he- <laughs> Thank you for taking that hot potato and throwing it. I don't want it.
0: <laughs> Alan, another company called <laughs> you, New... you
1: gotta make this clear to folks sometimes. i
0: think you <laughs> I'm do. Sorry. I think you do. <laughs> another company, NuView, N-U-V-U, is aiming to use LIDAR that is space-based to map the Earth in 3D. Uh, they've announced $12 million in funding. Doesn't sound like a great deal, but maybe yeah. enough. Yeah, and well, the, the investors here include Leonardo DiCaprio, it said. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, LIDARs, LIDARs have had, you know, LIDARs are, are not, um, could be popular, should be popular. And, um, yeah, another good application.
0: On the Tesla front, Rob Maurer has talked about new rumors surrounding Tesla highland production. I think that's the new Model Three, the new version of the Model Three. Yeah. Also, Pepsi has confirmed over 450 miles of range for its Tesla Semis that are using less than 1.7 kilowatt hours per mile. That sounds pretty interesting, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I of course love Rob, and you know, I think he has a very good report. I I just I listen to him. I just putting that out to people to take a look at, you know. Um, um, Jeff, what do you drive? <laughs> I have a Model S. I have a 2018 Model yeah. S. I know. I mean, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um.
0: There's another Tesla story here, too, uh, which is you, may, you both may find pretty interesting. Clean Technica reports that uh, Tesla is expanding as a retail electricity provider, offering vehicle owners in Texas unlimited overnight charging for vehicles or power wall batteries. For twenty five dollars a month, it says the plan uses electricity through sustainable energy sources. That doesn't sound like a bad deal, I suppose. Uh, Jeff, as an owner, what do you think?
3: Well, listen, I mean, I think the Tesla's charging network is a substantial portion of that company's value. And <laughs> now that move, people have moved to the kind of the North American charging standard. You're going to see that grow exponentially. Uh, you know, my local supercharger is virtually always full. Um, and, you know, and, and and so you, you know, with the amount of vehicles they are selling, they're, they're about to, you know, exponentially grow, they're supercharging at work, um, as well as other people adopting this, it's a substantial I value, guess
0: the, the overnight thing for $25 a month, this means in your home, I suppose.
3: I oh, mean, you can charge in your home for $25 a month, right? Unlimited. Oh, overnight. your car. Oh, look, I mean, that's, again, I think it just it just shows that they're driving value in that space of their charging at work, right? It's not just a car company it's an energy company uh and and you know and car- not not
0: just your home but they're saying if you have a power wall battery you can run your home
3: also you off you of this battery
0: your- for tw- and that in 25 a month to charge it overnight
3: that will be very disruptive to the uh <laughs> to the entire <laughs> industry if that if that ultimately plays out that way because Any- everybody start every, everybody in texas starts start cooling their house down to about 60 degrees at night Look, look, anybody who, who has
1: a kid in the basement playing video games all night long is going to get one of those things and, and go nuts, my, my, right? I mean, really, you know,
3: you're kidding me. Uh, we'd be killing off penguins in my house if we could. No, I mean, we'd be no. turning the air down all the way and, you know, just let it heat up during the day. But it'd be cold <laughs> early in the morning, that's for sure. Jeff,
1: Jeff do, you, do you have a charger in your garage? I do. Okay. Have a power you know, you know to, to me, for some reason, this past week, I came over the revelation that I think anybody Tesla selling an electric car should also bundle in a charger for your for your garage. If you happen to have a garage, if you're an apartment well or it's tough, it takes the range anxiety issue completely off the table. OK, I think and, and completely changes any discussion about range anxiety. Oh, my goodness. You know, charges up every night. Yeah, I might not be able to go to grandma's house, but to have that bundle in and not to do this with now getting the revenue flow from the electricity, electricity at night is cheap. Okay, unless you have an aluminum factory in the neighborhood that runs 24 seven because it's not being used. And in some places, the wind is blowing. Okay, sun's not shining, but the wind's blowing. They don't know what to do with it. Okay, and so, you know, if you look at the cost of electricity when it's expensive and so on, it varies throughout the day. So in a sense, taking advantage of that, and basically locking a home in. I mean, to me, I think it's brilliant of Tesla to do that. And as you say.
0: You know, well, they, are, they They do want to sell you the, the charger for your home, too. They're not bundling oh, it okay, in. I so guess charging. they could, but they'd be bumping up the price of the vehicle. Well,
1: so make it, make it yeah. 40 bucks a, a, a month or whatever and have that bundled in. Who knows? They'll figure that out. I am you know, not well, worried we, we about did, them we figuring did that out. We did hear an interesting okay. thing
0: when we were at the uh, Holman Emerge Conference this past week, Alan. You and I were both there, and there are companies. There was at least one there that is working with dealerships to essentially sell, uh, sell these charging uh, equi- sell the charging equipment along with the vehicles. So it's at the point of sale, and they're out at your house putting in the charger by the time the EV is delivered.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know why the power companies just aren't providing them. Like it just seems to me like it makes it's a no brainer for them to just give you a grant or give you a credit and have you, in, you know, in, or offer to have somebody install them in your home. Uh, that it just seems like a very, you know, very simple thing for them to do is as, provide as a service. Is you just get a voucher for your power company to install them as soon as you get your car.
1: Right, and and it could be bundled in. And if people really want incentives to to have EVs, uh, you know, really accepted in the market. To- this is the way to do it. Absolutely. So anyway, uh really good, exciting things happening. Uh really, Jeff, really right. looking forward to the to the the uh Florida A V summit uh, coming up in in, in uh, I guess three weeks, two weeks or something That's like good, that. Good. Yeah, yeah. And uh we'll be there and um looking forward to it. It'll be, you know, as usual, <laughs> uh fantastic. We'll be great. It'll be great.
0: Great great to see you again, Jeff.
1: All right. Thanks, Fred. Hey, thanks a lot, Jeff. Have a great day. Thanks.
0: And we want to thank uh, Sean Drinkard from the Tampa Downtown Partnership uh, for joining us today, too. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Smart speakers can play us, too. Tech reports are at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe.
1: And thank you everybody.